Hi there, and welcome to part two of the Bible Project podcast. 66 books, an overview of each of the books of our Bible, book by book. And this is episode two, and we've arrived at the book of Exodus, the book of the redemption of God. Exodus has been called by some the book of the departure, or the going out. And sometimes it's even referred to as the book of the redemption of God. The name Exodus literally means way out. And just like the title of Genesis, it also comes from the Septuagint. The Genesis story concluded with the family of Jacob settled in Egypt. And Exodus takes up that story approximately 400 years later. By which time the descendants of Israel had multiplied till they had become a nation in their own right, even though they're still based in Egypt. It is believed by many that Moses wrote the book of Exodus. The reason for saying this are threefold. The book itself indicates that Moses wrote it. References to that are found within it in Exodus chapter 17, chapter 24 and chapter 34. It has been attributed to Moses since the time of Joshua and references to that are found in Joshua 8. And of course Jesus himself said in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 7 that Moses wrote it. Thinking about who it was written to, the recipients, we can acknowledge that the date of the Exodus is important. That is the event, not the book. And it has been argued about by scholars what exactly that might date be for quite a few centuries. But there are generally now two principal views held. The first places the events around 1447 BC and the second perspective places the events around 1290 BC. You see 1 Kings chapter 6 verse 1 says that Solomon began building the temple in the fourth year of his reign which is said to have been 480 years after the exodus from Egypt. Uh, we know that Solomon reigned 40 years by referencing 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 42. The fourth year was about 967 BC. By adding the additional 480 years to the 967 years gives us an approximate date of 1447 as the probable date of the Exodus. The book of Exodus was probably written shortly thereafter in many, if not most, of the books of the Bible, the condition of the recipients provided the unction, the motivation for the book's writing. But there are some cases where this is not true, and Exodus seems to be one of those. You see, in this book, the people receiving it had already experienced the events in Egypt, the flight from Egypt, and the protection God gave them in the wilderness. The book, therefore, does not seem to be answering any question or problem relating to that. Exodus was not so much written for the people who received it at that time as much as it was written for the generations that came after them so that they would remember what God had done. When thinking about the message of Exodus, many say its subject is redemption. Granted, the first part of the book records the redemption of Israel, but the key to the subject of Exodus is the end of the book. The book shows how God delivered his people from slavery in Egypt, led them to Mount Sinai, and there formally confirmed the covenant made with Abraham. 
so that Israel might become a reality of a people who would belong to and live for God. God then gave the people through Moses the principles by which they were to live and the religious system which they were to maintain if they were to continue enjoying the blessing of the promise the covenant God had made with them. The second half of the book deals with the tabernacle. After it was completed, God descends to personally inhabit it. Thus the subject of Exodus is not just the redemption, but it is clearly the purpose of the redemption of God. The message is God redeemed Israel and made a covenant promise with them, which included giving them his law and dwelling among them. Apart from its value in recording the historical facts on which Israel's national and religious life was built, Exodus is also important in revealing much of the character of the God of all creation who was God of Israel. Above all, he is seen to be a God who redeems. The people of Israel were always to remember him as the one who had brought them out of the land of Egypt and out of their place of bondage. Israelites were expected to see their history not just as a collection of stories but as a revelation to them of who God was and it illustrates how he operates and what he expects from his people. God will be seen to become involved in every aspect of Israel's life. Victories are seen as God's saving act for his people. Disasters are seen as his judgment. The preservation and the growth of the nation is seen as God's doing. Israel's God is holy, which means his people also have to be holy. They are to be set apart by God and they are to keep his commandments. Yet this God is seen to be different from and separate from the creatures he created. This book also reveals for the first time that God wants to dwell with his people also that this God because of his holiness and justice requires the punishment of the sinner but yet at this one and the same time is the one who graciously provides the way whereby repentant sinners can come to him and have their sins forgiven and be brought into a living fellowship with the one true God. When thinking about the structure of the book there is clearly a geographical progression in the first part of the book and it is structured around God's redemption and covenant. So the book sort of falls into two parts, not halves, two parts. In the first part we see God redeeming Israel and bringing them out of Egypt. So within that opening half of the book we see God preparing a leader in chapter 1 through to chapter 6, leader being Moses. And then from chapter 7 to 12 we see God challenging those outside of the set-apart people for their sinful ways. And then from chapters 12 through to 18 we see God redeeming Israel from out of Egypt. Then in the remaining part of the book from chapters 19 through to the end of chapter 40 we see God making and in a sense unpacking his covenant with Israel. And this is done through in chapter 19, the acceptance of the covenant being offered and accepted. Then it being formalized in the form of a book and, and tablets in chapter 20 to 23. And then the ratification of the covenant in chapter 24. And then the plan for the tabernacle, the place of 
worship and sacrifice is revealed in chapters 25 through to 31 and then from chapters 32 to 34 we witness the breaking of that promise that covenant promise and then from chapters 35 to the end of the book in chapter 40 we hear in great detail about the construction of the tabernacle when we consider the purpose of this it seems the purpose of exodus was to remind the exodus generation and those who would follow on which includes you and i to this day that god redeemed israel from egypt he brought them out of egypt and he did that in order to give them his law and his presence redemption is clearly a major theme in exodus God, by blood and sacrifice, redeemed them, and he delivers them from bondage. Then he makes a covenant promise with them, and he gives them the law. And then follows up with the instructions for a tabernacle, a place where he could dwell amongst them. Thus, it is revealed that God's purpose in redeeming Israel was not just the defeat of the negative in delivering them out from Egyptian slavery, but it was also the application of the positive in that Israel could now know God's will and have God's presence dwelling in amongst them forever. So, in summary, Moses wrote to the Exodus generation to remind them that God redeemed them and made a covenant promise with them, which included giving them his law and dwelling with them. And today, God is still seen to redeem us, and he gives us his, his law, and he gives us his word, and he still blesses us with his presence 